Good afternoon, welcome to another episode of Logan's Devotions. It's great to be together. Wonderful to open up God's Word for another day and see what he has to say. We're turning through to the Gospel of Luke again, but before I read our passage, as always, let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you for your word. We do pray that you would bless it to us that we might know more of Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen. Luke chapter 9, picking up at verse 28. Now, about eight days after these sayings, he took with him Peter and John and James and went up on the mountain to pray. And as he was praying, the appearance of his face was altered and his clothing became dazzlingly white. And behold, two men were talking with him, Moses and Elijah who appeared in glory and spoke of his departure, which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. Now Peter and those who were with him were heavy with sleep. But when they became fully awake, they saw his glory, and the two men who stood with him. And as the men were parting from him, Peter Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you, and one for Moses, and one for Elijah, not knowing what he said. As he was saying these things, a cloud came and overshadowed them, and they were afraid as they entered the cloud. And a voice came out of the cloud, saying, This is my son, my chosen one. Listen to him. And when the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone. And they kept silent and told no one in those days anything of what they had seen. Last time we were in the Gospel of Luke, we were thinking about the kingdom of death. We had that interaction between the disciples and Jesus and others about the nature of the kingdom, that Jesus was not coming to establish an earthly kingdom there and then, but rather he was coming to die. He was going to lay down his life as a sacrifice. And now we get transported into what is the outworking of verse 27. In verse 27, I didn't comment on this last time, it says, I tell you truly, there are some standing here who will not taste death until they see the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God could be referring to several things. It could be referring to the nature of his crucifixion coming up, the establishment of that kingdom, or it could be referring to this moment here, as the disciples go up the mountain and see Christ in his glory. But either way, we travel up to the top of a mountain, and the top of mountains are reasonably important in the Bible. Quite a lot of really cool things happen on the top of mountains. If you just cast your mind back to the Old Testament, you can think of Abraham on Mount Moriah sacrificing Isaac. You can think of Moses going up Mount Sinai to receive the law. You can think of Elijah going up on the mountain and meeting with God. Over and over again, significant moments happen on mountains. And so the same is true here. But what's really interesting is that the thing that initiates this moment is prayer. But that shouldn't surprise us. Because 
It's something we've seen all the way through the Gospel of Luke. At really important moments, it's always initiated by prayer. And we don't have to look very far back into chapter 9 to see this. At verse 18, we're told that as he was praying, the disciples were with him, and he asked them, Who do the crowds say that I am? John, Elijah, the old prophets. Who do you say that I am? The Christ of God. That famous saying of Peter comes as a result of Christ being face to face with his father. And this is, I think, a really important point for us to draw from this section here in the Transfiguration. Jesus, the Son of God, considers it absolutely necessary to be face to face with his Father. And all of the very important moments of his ministry are begun by intense seasons of prayer. Now, if that's true for the, for the Son of God, how much more for us, who are not the Son of God, how much more ought we to be men and women of prayer, especially before really significant moments? Whether it's a marriage, whether it's the Lord's Day, whether it's beginning a new initiative, should they not all be begun by much prayer? It is striking, isn't it, that it's the result of the Son of God being being face to face with his Father that leads to his transfiguration in glory before his disciples. Why does that make sense? Well, it makes sense because the only place glory comes from is from God. And so as much as we might want to say, God, show us your glory like Moses did, if we're not prepared to seek it by prayer, we can't expect to see it. But what's the result of this prayer of the Lord? Well, they go up to pray, and as he was praying, his appearance changes. He's busy praying. Imagine the disciples. He changes. His glory is displayed as he prays. But he's not alone, is he? Moses and Elijah turn up. But notice what they discuss. Verse 31, who appeared in glory and spoke of his departure. And you'll see that little footnote, number one, in the Greek exodus. It's a very significant word, isn't it? Exodus. What was the exodus all about? The exodus was all about God redeeming a people through the sacrifice of not just sheep, but the son of Pharaoh and the sons of the people of Egypt. He would use the death of the only son, or the first son, of the people of Egypt in order to redeem his own son, Israel. And here now, Elijah and Moses, the two great prophets of the Old Testament, representing all of the Old Testament, come and speak to Christ of his exodus, of his departure, at Jerusalem, we're told. What he would achieve at Jerusalem. His own sacrifice. Christ as the lamb, would be slaughtered so that God could redeem his sons and daughters. God would sacrifice his own son so that you and I might be redeemed by the blood of Christ. 
It's not surprising, is it, that Peter doesn't get it? I think it's a picture of the fact that none of the disciples got what was going on. Verse 21 to 22, Jesus was painfully explicit, but they still don't get it. The transfiguration happens. They still don't get it. They cannot see. They cannot understand. Because without the indwelling spirit, they are blind. That day would come where they would see and understand and declare the mysteries of God. But that day was not yet. And so we get this kind of comical reaction where Peter wakes up and realizes what's going on. And he says, let's build some tents. Let's build some booths. Let's make some little homes for you. He doesn't even know what he's talking about. I'm not going to guess what he was thinking. But whatever he's thinking, it's wrong. It's kind of comical what Luke notes. Master, it's good, verse 33. Master, it's good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah, not knowing what he said. Even Luke says Peter had no idea what he was talking about. But but see the correction. The correction doesn't come from Jesus, but the correction comes from God out of the Shekinah glory cloud, just like upon Mount Sinai which is now upon the Mount of Transfiguration. And it says, this is my son, my chosen one. Listen to him. What, what's the point of this whole Transfiguration account? It's not, look how glorious Jesus is, though we should look how glorious Jesus is. No, the, the point is the thing that Luke has been trying to get across to us for chapter upon chapter. Will we listen to Jesus Christ? Not will we listen to Moses, not will we listen to Elijah, not will we listen to the Old Testament authors, but will we listen to the Son of God? Here he is before us in glory. Here is Jesus Christ. Will you and I listen to him? He has been presented to us in the word of God. He has been seen in the flesh. He has been preached in pulpits. He has been proclaimed crucified as Paul would say to the Galatians, he has been publicly portrayed as crucified. Will we listen to him? For there is no salvation in any other name but the Lord Jesus Christ. Here is the chosen one of God. You can say all you want till the cows come home. I'm happy with my savior. And it counts for nothing. For there is only one Saviour, and his name is Jesus Christ. Will you listen to him? For he has come to reveal the will of God. Let's pray. Father in heaven, help us to listen to your Son, even today, as his voice is heard in your word. In Jesus' name we pray.